Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, Willie McCovey and Willie Mays. America's pastime has had its fair share of dynamic duos who have donned the same uniform as teammates. Tonight, Matt Rebusall and I will uncover some of our favorite tandems playing in today's game. Hello, everybody. I'm Jay Picker. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Battery Sports Podcast. Actually, that is a, I, I was not thinking about that before we went on, but since you mentioned it, I mean, I can't, I mean, who are the ones carrying the load of this podcast? <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it. So, you know, I picked out a few of uh, my favorite duos in today's game. I know you have as well. I'll start with the first one, the most obvious one that I think a lot of people would have written down or have in their heads before we even say it. You got to look at the Angels. Mike Trout, and Shohei Otani. The Angels currently in fourth place, six games back at Oakland with a 22-27 and 27 records, five games under 500. But what Trout and Otani are doing, I mean, Trout, obviously one of the best players in the world, although he is on the injured list right now. But he was a first-round draft pick in 2009, picked 25th in the first round by the Angels. First pick that year, Steven Strasburg. And right before we got on the air tonight, Reeves, you and I were discussing this shortly, and we should probably do a whole episode on this. After Strasburg, if you look down at the other 23 or 24 picks before Trout, I mean, you don't know half the guys on the list. Some of the guys are in the league, and you're like, this guy was picked before Trout. I mean, I'm looking at the list today, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it just really goes to show you that's, that these scouts, whether it be the NFL draft, because, you know, that's like the biggest deal in the world now. It's a whole big three-day event. and TV and whatever. I mean, nobody knows. You just don't know until these guys get on the field and start doing their thing. Yeah. And I mean, I think that we start off with the the most electric, um, the most electric duo, but the one thing that we need and really baseball needs right now. I mean, we've gotten into debates on whether baseball is alive and growing or shriveling and dying. We need these guys in the postseason. The mm-hmm. Angels need to make the postseason over the next few years to get these guys in the national spotlight and to make big things happen for them. Because you know what? At the end of the season, they might not be a, du- a duo anymore if Mike Trout doesn't want to stay there, which I wouldn't blame him for if things keep up. But right now, obviously, the most electrifying duo in the game. Yeah, you make a terrific point there. I mean, Trout in his career, a 305 batting average, 310 home runs, over 1,400 hits this year before he went on the I.L., 333 batting average, eight home runs, 18 runs batted in. And then you flip it to the other side with the 26-year-old Shohei Otani. I mean, the guy is, you're looking at some of this stuff and it's just unbelievable. The reactions on social media, if you're watching highlights of what he's doing, a 1-0 record on the mound, a 2.37 ERA. He's pitched, you know, 30 and a third innings, 45 strikeouts. You flip him over to the other side with the hitting, a 270 average, 15 home runs, which is fourth in Major League Baseball right now. 30 runs batted in, which puts him at the sixth most in Major League Baseball. And he's tied for fourth in, can you guess what category? Uh, home runs. Three triples. 
Three triples. How about that? Three triples showing off the wheels, tied for fourth in the major leagues. Now, a few a few things on Shohei Otani. April twenty sixth was set to start on the mound. Became the first pitcher that day to start a game while leading the majors in home runs since Babe Ruth did it over a century ago. Hundred years ago, Ruth did it, and Shohei did it again this year. Now, a little quick story, not even a quick story. Do you know what happened with Otani today? Were you did you see anything on social media on the way to the game? I did not. Okay, so Otani was set to pitch for the Angels tonight. There's this whole brouhaha on social media right now. You know, athletes are just like normal people. The Angels bus got stuck in some traffic before the game. Shohei Otani was then scratched from the lineup because he did not have enough time to prepare for his start. So, I mean, you would think, look, you're the starting pitcher. You might want to get there a little early, give yourself some time, a little buffer zone. Got stuck on the team bus in traffic and just didn't have enough time to get ready. I guess they didn't have the uh, the UberX ready for him uh, before today's game. I know. I mean, you would think that all that would be sorted out, but I guess not. Um, so let me go to you now. Dynamic duo, terrific tandem. That's some serious alliteration by me, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Holy, holy vocabulary this episode, <laughs> you know. Let's start with the most in my eyes, dynamic duo in the National League now with Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger. I mean, again, two guys that you can really consider as five-tool athletes, and that's something that this group and their partners in Los Angeles have in common is the fact that you don't really see too many guys now who are elite five-tool players, you know, especially the guys coming up. You have guys like Vladdy Jr., who is a magnificent power hitter, but you would never, never talk about him in the same way as a fielder or as, uh, as the speed element, but Betts, Bellinger, Trout, Otani, they can all run, they can all hit for contact, they can all hit for power, they can all field their position, and they all have incredible arms. So again, something you just don't really see in guys coming up now, and a lot, you won't even see this in some of the other duos we talk about, but for these two specific duos, true five tool players in a scout's book. 100%. And you can even add some other guys from those teams, you know, Anthony Rendon, you could add into that list. Of course, you said it before, hasn't had a superb year, but you could add him in there. I mean, very good player. For the Dodgers, you got Justin Turner, you can add in there. Their shortstop, Corey Seeger. I mean, these are all guys, very, very good players. You know, guys who, if you took one of these players out, could be substituted in for their own dynamic. Like Corey Seeger and Mookie Betts, or Corey Seeger and Cody Bellinger before Betts got there, would be still a fantastic dynamic duo. Maybe still the top in the National League. Mm-hmm. So it just says how much talent both of these teams have. I mean, really, the Dodgers are obviously able to put it together a lot more than the Angels are, but still still shows how much pure talent these teams both display. Uh-huh. Agreed. Another duo I want to hit on, the Atlanta Braves, who are currently in third place in that National League East 24-25 and 25 record, two games behind the New York Mets. They got Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna. Freeman, who's the reigning NL MVP, a second-round pick back in 2007. He's 11th in Major League Baseball right now with 12 home runs. He's 6th in Major League Baseball with 33 walks behind another Dodger, Max Muncy, who's first in the walk category. He has 42 on the year. For his career, Freddie Freeman, a 293 average, 252 home runs. Um, and he's inching towards 1,600 hits. He's at 1567 right now. 
887 RBIs on the career. The only thing that surprises me when I saw his numbers, I thought he had more than 252 home runs. Yeah, you know what? That does that does sound like a pretty low number for him. But something I really do like about this specific pairing of players is that you. this is one of the only teams that is able to kind of have their dynamic duo as a a weathered veteran who's kind of been through it all and still able to keep it up and a guy who is taking the league by storm um, and, and just really turning into a generational talent. So something unique about this specific pair uh, that not many other teams can say, a lot of these guys that are dynamic duos on the same team, you know, around that same age came into the league at the same time, maybe, but these two have quite a different story, but have able, have been able to just blend it together very nicely. Yeah, and that's that's really a terrific point, the age difference between them. Acuna, 23 years old. As we mentioned, Freeman, you know, picked back in 2007. Um, Acuna, 279 average on the year, 15 home runs and 32 RBIs. His 15 homers put him third right now in the major leagues. I think your boy uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., top of the list right now in home runs, leading the league. He is. He is with 16 and just absolutely hammered the Yankees in this past series. You ready uh, to go on to the next one? Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are, sir. Well, you know what? I'm not going to show too much uh, favorite team bias here, but I would like to uh, have my next dynamic duo be Wilmer Flores. And No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to talk about the Giants here. But in all seriousness, another bit of a unique dynamic duo. How about two guys that in the past two seasons have never played together and just kind of been a part of this uh, offensive juggernaut that the Cardinals are trying to build, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Again, two guys who were at one point division rivals, but now coming together, I mean, you could very well make the case for them that they're the best first base, third base combo or corner infield combo in the major leagues right now. And they really take that team to a whole nother level. Again, um, guys who can pick it just as well as they hit it uh, and have been really impressive for now two clubs each. The Cardinals just are one of those organizations that are just always in the mix. I think the best word to describe them has to be consistency. You know, they're just always good. They're always right there. They seem to do things the right way. Um, And and that's the perfect example. Obviously, Nolan Arenado having a good year coming over from the Colorado Rockies, where let's just be honest, he was not happy in Colorado at the end of his, his tenure there. Yeah, can't really say there's a dynamic duo there. I mean, maybe for a year it was like him and Charlie Blackman, but they're they're not really doing too much to help build around him, or they did not at the time when he signed that big contract, which was a shame because apparently that was something that was promised to him, but just never was able to happen. If, let's just say, if you were going to have a dynamic duo in Colorado, who would it be? I mean, you have to put Trevor Story, I'm assuming, in there with somebody, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think it would have to be. I mean, Trevor Story and probably Blackman at this point, even though Blackman has kind of tailed off in the past couple of years. But to me, they're still the two. Or you take Blackman out because he's tailing off, like you said, you know, later in his career. And you go Trevor Story and the guy that plays right next to him at third base, McMahon. Who? Absolutely. You know what? I, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm ready to put him there yet, but. You know, with a, a, a full season under his belt, he could definitely embrace that role. And I don't know if you saw it, but you might be willing to put him there if you go back and watch the highlight of him smoking 
a home run off a hundred mile an hour fastball from Jacob deGrom to the opposite field. Obviously not too many guys who, uh, who have been able to do that, but at the same time, just because someone does that, like jazz Chisholm, maybe doesn't mean they're getting in one of my dynamic duos. Look at your memory. That is, see, this is why we have Matt Rebus on the podcast. He puts it in the memory bank. He brings stuff back out later in the season. I mean, that's, you want to talk about two claps. That's Bravo. Going back to months ago in the season. Just tremendous. Tremendous show prep by Matt Rebusil. Reeves, any other dynamic duos that we need to hit on? You know, I feel like the Padres need to have a dynamic duo because of Tatis. But I, I guess, but to me, their roster is built on Tatis being so fantastic and then a mm-hmm. bunch of other really solid guys. But no one that I can put on that superstar level that some of these other players are on. I mean, you know, I haven't I haven't dove too deep into Machado's numbers. He would probably be it, but they've had strong contributions from again, older veterans like Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, um, and also some newcomers kind of stepping up a bunch of guys behind the plate um, and some, some guys they've been able to plug into outfield spots. But I don't know. I just feel like there's Tatis and then such a step down that putting another guy in that dynamic duo category would be really difficult to do right now. So let me ask you something, because you're talking about Machado kind of being a step down from Tatis. Is it my imagination or in the last few years, have we heard a little bit less of Machado? Now, I don't know if that's because I'm on the East Coast and now he's a West Coast player. You know, when he was with the Orioles, I feel like he was in the news way more, making those crazy throws where he would like drift 10 feet into foul territory, throw across his body, across the diamond and get somebody. I just feel like um, I don't hear as much about him. I don't see him on the highlights as much. Is that is that just me or my or? I mean, yeah, they they say that there is a West Coast bias, but as someone who is fully engulfed in West Coast games um, and following the Padres pretty closely as much as a non-Padres fan would, I would almost have to agree. You know, it's ever since he got that trade to the Dodgers that it was just like, yeah, he was good there, but he obviously didn't put them over the top to win a World Series in a year where they probably should have won a World Series if you looked at their roster on paper. Again, great player, but... I don't know if he's been at Orioles form since he's been off of the Orioles. I guess that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, and maybe it's just the fact that Tatis is so good that it does make it hard to compare other players. But at the same time, Shohei Otani has been able to step up into Mike Trout's kitchen and be like, hey, I'm here. Like We're, we're pretty much a pairing now. So um, to me, that I'm not, I'm also not ready to just say, oh, you know what, uh, Machado is is just, Tatis is on a whole nother level just because he's that good. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm glad that it's not just me and my imagination thinking crazy things like I'm not hearing about him as much. Anyway, I think that does it for this episode of the Battery Sports Podcast, our dynamic duo episode. For Matt Rebusil, I'm Jake Picker. Be good, everybody. Be good.